Bismillah. All right. Bismillah. So I'll tell you what's amazing in today's lesson. What's amazing, right, is, you know what it is? I lost my train of thought. It's horrible, man, when you're cussing Shaz and you forget your train of thought and then you realize you can't even complete the, the point that you wanted to make. I don't even know what it is, to be honest. But anyway, we'll go with it. Shazad, yani, mashaAllah, tabarakal rahman. I think that he's earned enough to be able to sleep in the last couple of lessons. All right, folks, how are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> Marina, the last thing that I think you want to tell me is to worry about my blood sugar levels. Although, you see, I need to tell Marina something, right? I need to tell Marina something. Um, the reason that I eat chocolate bars like a sandwich is because my blood sugar can go down so quickly. I can go so hyperglycemic so quickly and it's not just a simple case of getting hangry or anything like that. My whole system falls down. My whole system falls down. I don't know what's going on, lose train of thought, body starts hurting, this, that. Last couple of days have been an absolute mission and I don't know whether I'm coming or going but Alhamdulillah we survived with the help of all of your du'as, especially yours Marina. Alright, let's start off then. Bismillah. First of all, uh, I want to apologize. I want to tell you guys, for those folks that have made it uh, tonight, I know that it's a Friday night. Nice to see you again, Minara. Nice to see you in uh, LP. Um, I want to say that what happened, this is a lesson for everybody. You see, you can use me as the guinea pig. Let me tell you, let me teach you a lesson. Shazad Salim claims that this is the most normal and most obvious thing in the world. Right, that's what he claims. Are you uh, connected to the thingy? Baji Froza, nice to see you. Wi yeah, Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, turn it off, yeah. Um, uh, all, all devices, actually, because uh, the uh, internet's not great. Um, what you guys need to know is what happened. And I don't mind telling you. I'm doing my best to telling you. If some people learn a lesson, and as a result of learning that lesson, they will avoid what happened to me. So I, inter I was flying to Cairo this week and I intentionally um, uh, chose to fly on the Tuesday so that I would arrive on the Wednesday and then that LP is not affected. Actually, that's my normal practice every week for the last I don't know how long years. I always avoid traveling on a Wednesday so the class is not affected. Flight is 4.40. It's one o'clock, I'm just in the final stages of getting ready, packing all the rest of it at home. I'm only 10, 15 minutes away from the airport. I, I intended to get there for uh, half past two. I wanted to pray Asr at home. And so therefore, I think at one o'clock, I get a message on my phone and the message says that Turkish Airlines, just letting you know that uh, your flight has been delayed by an hour. I said, sick, I can use the hour. So then you know, had proper lunch, proper this, that, whatever, repacked a few things. Then it says it's been delayed by an hour and 20 minutes. So I thought this is amazing. I could now go and pick up Heber from school and see her. It was great, man. I was absolutely buzzing. In my head. Now, I'm not going to hate on Turkish, man. I don't know, but I'll tell you. You, you tell me whether it's their fault or my fault. You see, I've got to be careful here. Got to be fair in it. 
So in my head, I think Shaz is on the phone to me about half, half one or something and I don't know, I can't remember to be honest whether he'll claim that he told me to go to the airport. That's what he'll claim. Obviously, I think that's nonsense. However, you've got to understand that I was going to go to the airport at half past two and now the flight is leaving at quarter past six, right? And I have that elite status and all the rest of it, yeah? And uh, so elite status can use a business class uh, uh, thingamajig and you go straight to the front, no, you don't need to queue, right? So it's all sorted. So I'm like, you know, always, always, always go to the airport about an hour and a half. Unless I'm with a group, obviously, with a group, we've got to be there four or five hours beforehand because it takes ages to, to think. For an hour on my own, I can check in anytime. So what happens? I go to, uh, so I said to myself, okay, well, look, you know what? Leave an hour and a half. Yani, I'll, I'll, one hour 45, I'll go extra early. So I then pray there's that I set off like about half past four, 4.20. 4.20 p.m. I set off, get there at about 4.40. I walk into the airport, all my bags, luggage, everything, this, that. And it doesn't even show a desk for Turkish Airlines. I'm like, what the fish is this? Then I see a helper on the thing and I said, uh, what's happening? Uh, where's the desk for Turkish? They're like, uh, what's been Turkish? Turkish desk is closed. I go, what Turkish desk is closed? I go, I've still got nearly two hours, an hour and a half left before the air, the, the flight. They go, no, no, you need to go to, to the ticket thingamajig. Uh, look at this, with that's already blaming me, but I haven't even had it, I haven't even spoken yet. So then I go to the uh, ticket uh, thingamajig. And there's, a, and there's an Egyptian guy there. And then I get there and then two Africans, probably Ghanaians maybe, they turn up just behind me. So there's the four of us, <laughs> four of us, obviously three cases, yeah, three situations. The first guy is at the desk then he goes to the side, he's on the phone. And I go to the guy, Paki guy, Talha uh, local. And uh, he's got Turkish Airlines head thing on. I go, bro, where's the, where's the flipping check-in desk? He goes, what do you mean check-in desk? I go, the, the flight that's leaving at 6.15. He goes, that's closed. I go, how can it be closed? There's an hour, 50 minutes before, whatever it is, an hour and 45 minutes before left before the thing. It only closes an hour before the check-in. He goes, have you checked in? I go, yeah, I've checked in. He goes, uh, you know, online checked in or whatever, whatnot. I go, you can drop your bags off until 45 minutes before. What were you talking about? He goes, no. He goes that, the, I go, the plane is still here even. How can, he goes, uh, 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 no, no, I didn't say the plane. I said, I, said I, bet, I bet the plane isn't even here, I said. He goes, you're right, the plane isn't here yet. It's been delayed and whatever, but you can't check in because the check-in has closed. I go, how can the check-in close? He, I go, you sent me a message saying the flight had been delayed. You didn't tell me that the, you got you to gotta come in early still at the same original time. He goes, you always need to come in at the same original early time. I go, you're going to tell me that my flight is at 6.15 and you're going to make me come in at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. I go, you're kidding. And he goes, no, that's exactly what you're meant to do. I go, you sent me three messages telling me that the flight had delayed. You couldn't have thought to say, by the way, still stick to the original check-in. Because I didn't know that. Never heard that before. This is the first time I ever heard that in my entire life. And I've traveled maybe a thousand times. And that's true, by the way. Okay, see, there you go. Bilal, jazakallah khair, Bilal. Because Shazad Salim is like, eh, that's what you're meant to do. And with that, like, eh, that's what you're for. Shut up. That's just, just shut up. Both of you just shut up. Right? Bilal didn't know it. And, and there you go. Mesa didn't know it. And I didn't know it. Okay? End of story. Fahim is like, not interested, not fair. Tosh. Even 
tosh. The word tosh was used. When's the last time you heard the word tosh? Utter tosh. Okay? <laughs> Jima, stop hating. All right? Just show some respect and say, Alhamdulillah, that you live close to the airport. All right? And not too close to, you know, in the flight path. Alhamdulillah. Dream. But although it is the, it's next to the Adda, the worst airport in the history of thinking. There you go. The twins have said they didn't know it. And that's why I did a sadaqah today. I did a sadaqah today, right? Just look at this. Okay? Without answer, the doctor. Answer the good doctor, Shazad Amin. Okay? So if the flight is delayed 12... Without, what world do you live in? Without, what Without, you know what? I would beg an apology from the good doctor. What an amazing analogy. Thank you, Fatima. That's what I wanted. A little bit of respect and love. I took one for the team, right? Rafael didn't know either. Makes no sense. If your flight is delayed by 12 hours, 16 hours, 20 hours, whatever. One, this is the difference between the side. Listen, listen. Dr. Shazad Amin Zakalakh. What a great, I wasn't even thinking of that example. Anyway, so I go to Talha. I couldn't get too angry because I'm not going to lie. I like the idea that I could go back and get some pizza, right? And that's exactly what we did. I went back. And I, I, I grabbed Hiba, and she had, the, she had the heart attack of her life. And we had an awesome evening. We went and got pizza, double zero. And it was fabulous. We ate, and Mani, and Mrs. And we just chilled. And then I woke up late next morning. But anyway, the point is, folks, I'm sorry. I took one for the team. It was not something thingy. And it meant that I had to now fly on Wednesday. And you better believe I was there at the airport at one o'clock, whatever. I got into thinking, and that's what, see Mariam, I want to tell you a story, right? I know you guys are interested in lesson, but this is an important lesson as well, okay? Everything's a lesson. I went to Hiba and I said, Hiba, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful with your du'as. Please, next time, don't make these du'as. And she was, you see? She says, I, uh, she goes, no, no, I didn't mean it. I just said, I don't want you to go. I said, yeah, that's a du'a. You can't say that. She goes, oh, but I couldn't. I couldn't help myself saying it. So then I felt bad. Yeah, and she, she understood the lesson too well. So I said, no, no, it's okay. But just, yeah, and just be a bit more patient. <laughs> just be more patient. You know, when you try to teach someone something and it goes upside down, she took it to heart. Yeah, and she realized. Um, anyway, so I just want you to know. So therefore, I had to travel on the Wednesday. And therefore, I, I missed the lesson. And then obviously, you guys accepted to do it on the Friday. For Jazakumullah khair. I appreciate it. At least, at least... Uh, that um, uh, everybody will now know that the, the stupid, silly idea that Hiba, ha that, that, Hiba, that Widad has absolutely zero response to, zero response to the logic and the aql behind this policy that you have to check in. By the way, just to help you out with that, because you know that you're finished and dead, you're on the floor, you've been cyaned, and Dr. Shazad Amin is just going, <laughs> but let me help you out a bit. The boy Talha, the reason I couldn't get angry at him is that he said something funny that made me laugh. He goes, brother, he, brother, he goes, these, <laughs> he goes to me, brother, in such a patronizing way, I, I genuinely, he, I, he endeared himself to me. I really liked the way he said it. He was like very patient. And I was like, man, are you kidding me? Right? And he goes, brother, can I ask you, in this airport, what happens at these desks? Do this Turkish airline own these desks? I go, no. He goes, exactly. They hire them for three to four hours. And then when they finish, they have a slot. And so then the next group of people come for the next airline that takes over desks 36 to 39. And then they have three, four hours. And then the next slot, he goes, the, 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 the Turkish airlines can't sit on their desk for, for because it's not their desk, because this is Manchester airport. And, you know, it's just hired staff and they have to change the system. They can't, whatever, whatnot. 
And I said to Talha when he told me that, I said, bro, that's a really good point. I never thought about that. I'm sorry I didn't know that. He goes, don't worry, brother. I'm booking you the next flight without a change. I said, you know what, without a charge. I said, good man, bro, well done. But I just want you to know, be aware. Now, now, if this happened in Istanbul, Turkish Airlines, where they're checking in day and night and they own the desks, I don't think there were a problem. I don't think that there would have been a problem. You could come and check in any time. But if you are... Th- I'm just using the logic. I'm working backwards. Allah knows best. But anyway, that's what it is, folks. I want you to know that uh, Cairo is as noisy and as dusty as ever. But the good thing is is that uh, <laughs> that the... Uh, yeah, Zainab, I'm sure, would have dealt with things uh, in Istanbul, in Turkey. Turkey, let's get it right, okay? Not Turkey, Turkey. Um, so... We are on page two, uh, 263. We're in a new subsection. Not that, I would, not that you would know that I would have actually um, uh, had uh, uh, the notes ready. I was meant to. You see, that's the irony. By the way, can I just say something? This is all about intention. I got three messages. The first, messages told, first message told me that my flight I had uh, because of operational reasons. So what Minara said is right. Turkish, yeah, and you've got some. They've already changed my flight on the way back, by the way already right and uh, um, they said that uh, again operational reasons and weather and whatever actually you know what the weather's gonna be like in two weeks with plums like, they're a black airline listen this that's not that's nothing and about Turkish Airlines they're so big that they just you know they sell seats over seats they change the planes accordingly they've got this whole game you know on lockdown honestly um, what's I gonna say um, huh the first message that, uh, that they said, they said that your flight to Cairo has been uh, changed. You now have an eight, I had a one hour layover. Now I have an eight hour layover in, in Istanbul. And I said, no problem, I'll take it. Because I'll get my notes written up and I'll do, I've got to write my September memories and I've got my notes for my, uh, my Three Sacred Cities group. And I was looking forward to doing that and my October one as well. And then I was thinking I might even get to December and I had it all planned out. And then they went and scrapped that. And then in the end, I went and had pizza with, with him. All about the intention. It's all about good intentions, folks, okay? Have good intentions. Right. So, new subsection, 263. Uh, I think Shazad Salim um, did put some notes down. Yeah. Yeah. We've done all this. Yeah, Shazad Salim. <laughs> Shazad Salim. You know, Shazad Salim, funny guy. He thought they tried to make it up by putting notes that up that don't exist. So, let's read this in the Arabic. You're not going to be able to see this, okay? But, uh, or maybe, may, I may say, you know what? Why don't you uh, screen grab from the old uh, online link, by the way. That was awesome, the link that you sent me, by the way. Jazakumullah khair. Just uh, put down a few lines from the, uh, from the online version. Uh, Fossil subchapter, يَقِفُ الْمَأْمُومُونَ خلف الإمام ويصح معه, معه عن يمينه أو جانبيه لا قدامه ولا عن يساره فقط ولا الفض, ولا الفض خلفه أو خلف الصف I don't think we'll get any uh, further than that A working translation, right? Is that the followers, the مأمومون, okay? The followers stand behind the imam the prayer is valid as long as they stand on his right or both sides. 
يعني left and right not in front of him and neither on his left side only neither should a single person stand behind him or behind the prayer line all right so to visually to visually uh, explain the translation the imam yaqiful ma'mumun khalf al imam there's the imam there's four people they stand yaqiful ma'mumun khalf al imam they stand behind the imam uh, or وَيَسِحُ مَعْهُ أَنْ يَمِينِهِ So if this is the imam, obviously you're looking at a reverse version of this, but this is the right-hand side of the imam. Or جَانِبَيْهِ Okay, so both sides. Alright, that side, that side. Not يعني عَنْ يَسَارِهِ فَقَدْ Not just on the left-hand side with no other guy on the right. And neither behind the imam alone. And if there is a line here, then neither alone behind the line itself. In a separate line, in a second line. Okay, folks, so I hope that that all makes sense from a translation point of view. Sheikh Uthameen starts at the bottom. A mawqif al-imam wal-ma'mumeen. A, ayn yaqif al-imam. Where does the imam stand? Where do the people who are following stand? Um, and he says that the imam, of course, is amam. Imam is amam, which means in front. The imam is in front of the people, um, ahead of the people. And so... Uh, or ahead of you, or who is someone who's in front of you. And so therefore it makes common sense that he should stand in front of the uh, followers so that he can be distinguished, so that he can be an example, so that people can see him. Obviously when you're mixed up, then you can't see the person when he's uh, very clearly. Um, when there's a lot of people, you need a bit of distance, right? You need a little bit of space. And so him standing by himself then becomes a clear uh, vision, clear separation. And of course, more importantly, that's what the Sunnah uh, demonstrates. That's what the Prophet uh, 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 described. Yeah, uh, you know, um, uh, I want you to notice language. All right? So for those folks who are reading and following this in the Arabic uh, Sharh, in the uh, text of Sharh al-Munti', I will, I, you'll see the, the discussion going to develop now. Obviously, I'm going to explain it. But I want you to see how careful he is in the Arabic. And that's why it's very important when you're studying uh, 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 with scholars and books and uh, written, the written form, then uh, you'll see that um, in anticipation of teaching a point, they are careful in how they come up to it. So you see, right? He didn't say that that's how the hadith stated, that's how the Prophet said, that's how uh, the companions uh, heard it. He, you know, there are many ways that you could put this. He basically is saying, and that is how the Sunnah shows. Right? That's how the Sunnah has come to us. That is how this issue has uh, declared itself to us. This is the kind of language that you should note. And when you note it, you can feel that there's going to be a, a, not a problem, that there's going to be an issue. Um, anyone want to have a hazard a guess that why is this, um, uh, why is this kind of like a third party passive kind of tense language? Why is it that the kind of situation is not being uh, clear? It's obvious, obviously, I've made it pretty obvious. But it's because uh, we don't actually have many ahadiths from the Prophet ﷺ stating that the Imam should stand this far in front and the people should start, stand this far back 
and that the people should, yani, there are general statements that support a general principle, but not absolute, absolute yani, explanation verbally. However, physically, from his actions, we do. And so therefore, uh, uh, this is why you see the nature of the, of the statements. So, the ma'mumun, obviously the plural is being used here, and a plural, okay, in the issue of the jama'ah, right? And this is important, right? Because whenever you're speaking about the concept of a plural, it depends upon what you're talking about, right? If you're talking about linguistic plural, then the argument is that it's three, because, or in grammar, right? Because uh, the, the uh, two is a jewel, right? Huma uh, or antuma or whatever. You don't use jama in grammar. However, um, if you're speaking uh, socially, we say two is a crowd, right? Isn't it? Do we say two is a crowd or three is a crowd? Is it three is a crowd? Right, three is a crowd. Okay, all right. So, you know, in English as a saying, three is a crowd. But in, in, in fiqh, a jama is two. That's what Sheikh Uthameen says. So you see, so we've got in grammar, it's a three. In uh, social, whatever uh, thingy, uh, three is a crowd. And in, uh, in, a, in a prayer line, in a, or the issue of a jama'ah, a prayer congregation, I should say, it is, uh, it is uh, two. وَكَانَ الْمَأْمُومُونَ فِي أَوَّلِ الْإِسْلَامِ لَا يَقِفُونَ وَرَاءَ الْإِمَامِ إِلَّا إِذَا كَانُوا ثَلَاثَةً فَأَكْثَرُ Okay, this is a very interesting point that many people don't know. Of course, this is going to come up soon, inshallah, in fiqh salah. That at the beginning, when Islam was, you know, getting off the, off the, off the floor, uh, getting started, in the beginning of Islam, the uh, people would uh, stand to the either side of the imam until that became three people. All right? So if there was two people, it would be left uh, and right. So... The Imam stands in the middle, the one guy on the right, one guy on the left, along in the same line. And then when there was three, then they would then be uh, going back. This was abrogated as uh, Sheikh Uthameen says, the references in Sahih Muslim, Hadith 534. So then what happened is that the, the number uh, uh, of the Jama'ah becomes two people. And if it's two people, then that person then stands to the right of the imam or then goes to the... Uh, and then it starts to increase if you now have two extra people. So when we say two now, we mean two extra people. So three with the imam. So the second one doesn't go to the side, he goes to the uh, uh, back. Um, Sheikh Uthameen also mentions something where he says, obviously there are some exceptions to this and we covered this a couple of years ago, many years ago. Well, not many, yeah. Good for you. It's in the Shurut al-Salah. And that's in the chapter of the Aura, that if the Imam is naked, right? And of course, people think that, you know, this is like really rad, random. Why would you say things like that? But that is possible, yeah, any, uh, for the Imam to be naked. There could be, you know, tornadoes. There could be a shipwreck. There could be whatever. Salah doesn't stop. Jama'at, nothing stops in our deen, right? It doesn't matter what kind of crazy emergency it is. And as long as there are people to pray, then the Jama'at must be established. Must be established. And so uh, if we're going to establish it, then it has its own set of rules. And when the imam is uh, naked, then the, uh, the imam uh, prays amongst them, in the middle of them. Doesn't stand out to the front. 
then it's all about not being clear and not being whatever and sitting down and uh, one sheet being used and uh, sitting down on the floor and covering up so none of the private parts are exposed etc everybody then doing the same and the imam being in the middle and of course we know that the female imam from the female from the sahabiyat the riwayat that established their jama'ah which are not many and are disputed by the way by a number of scholars they would indicate even in the little number that the female imam stands in the middle that the female imam stands also in the middle uh, like men used to in the original uh, part of Islam and that's I think something which is um, uh, yani important to to remember um, or second right I wonder whether the uh, comment section is uh, working as well as it should do I know that we've been having some problems but I can't remember what Shazad told Oh, I don't know. She's, she's, I don't know who's dealing with it, but um, I think uh, someone was saying that, um, uh, like, I, 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 I think last time I couldn't see Widad's comments, and I was told that you got to do it on an iPad or something like this. So um, I'm sure whether on my uh, uh, on the which is is the is the online version, the laptop version, the one getting less comments, or is the iPad one getting more? If someone can clarify, because this whole comment system is a, is a mess, and I don't have any other way of actually uh, looking at the comments other than on Chrome browser uh, website. So Shazad, wake up and tell me what's going on, bro. Um, then he says, Right? So the prayer is valid if someone is standing on his right hand side or to the left and the right. Okay? And that's the, the, the one. Uh, uh, the, the, the prayer as a, as a whole Alright, the prayer as a whole So There is a, there's a hierarchy basically If you've got a number of people So if you've got a number of people The absolute best يعني, way to stand in the prayer If you've got two or more people Two or more followers is for both of them to stand behind the Imam. That's the first priority, number one. Number two then, if that can't happen because of a lack of space, then one on the right and then one on the uh, left. And then uh, the least, yani, prefer, the preferred uh, option is uh, both people on the right-hand side. Okay? All right, Zakamullah khair with that. So I am clearly getting all your messages. Um, so, okay, all right, then that's fine. Okay. So, because uh, I didn't. So, uh, am I right in that from Mesa's message between trying to get the Arabic until her getting the Arabic, there was seven minutes and no comments? Is that right? That's what I want to know. So, there was seven minutes and zero comments, other than Minara writing three. Just to confirm that to me that, that my comment section is working absolutely fine, and then I don't need. Right, okay, khalas. Right. So, um, so that's the, 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 the three kind of uh, 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 the three priority system. Either stand behind us best, if not, then left and right, and if not, then to the right hand side. But it is not valid for people to pray in front of the Imam. According to what's written by the, our author, right? Uh, because he said, لا يصح. Right, he's continuing that. Why is it? Ma'ahu an yaminihi, aujanabehi, la kudamahu. Yani la yasih. 
which means that the prayer is invalidated. So if the, the, the musalli gets in front of the imam, the prayer itself has now become badil. All right? And this is what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, uh, uh, sorry, this is what Sheikh Uthameen at the top of 265, it says, وَقَالْ صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِ أُصَلِّي Did you see يعني, the evidence being used so general? This is because the Prophet ﷺ stood in front of the people and said to them, Pray as you have seen me pray. This is something which this statement not only covers the internals of the prayer, but its actions, its uh, all of its aspects, the number of the prayers, everything. It covers thingy, and that includes standing, and that includes yani, the people where they pray, and never did they stand in front of them. However, some of the scholars said, some of the scholars said, Okay, that the, the prayer is not invalidated by that. This is the point that we're getting to. As Ahlul Ilm said, is that really right? Is that, is that actually possible um, when there has been nothing narrated from the Prophet in which he prohibited a person from uh, 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 praying in front of him or rather? Uh, yeah, like you know, stopping a person uh, praying in front of him. The most that we can say is that this was his action, right? And that this was what he, this is what he wants, you know, for people to be behind. But he didn't verbally state it, and we've said this many times before in this class. When it comes to the Sunnah of the Prophet obviously it's a different uh, categorizations, yani his actions, his statements. His statements are far more serious. His statements are far more serious, far more legal, yani far more uh, uh, important to focus on because they um, leave no doubt. Actions could be for himself. If he doesn't tell it all to the, uh, 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 something not for the rest of the people, something that he only likes. But when he wants something done and he wants all the people to do something or when he wants to obligate something, then he will tell the people, right? So this is yani, primarily the strongest way of obligating something when he says you must do this, you mustn't do that, you know, a, a command. And in the absence of that, all we have is his action. فَقَدْ وَقَفَ مَعَهُ جَابِرِ بِعَبْدِ اللَّهِ وَجَبَّارِ بِنْ صَخَرِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا Jabbar and Jabir, they were praying with him. One was on his right-hand side other one was on his left hand side and he took both of them and he put, he put them to the uh, push them back behind himself right this is narrated in Muslim this hadith is quite known so he's like pushed them back pushed them back and then done that okay I've done that before as well once okay you always you start like this you do that and then you use your hands to push and then bring them together they, they, when you do that part they get it so that's exactly how the hadith mentions it the thing is that he doesn't say a single thing during it. He doesn't say a single thing after the prayer either. He doesn't say anything, right? And so therefore, that's why the scholars are saying is this may be something that was his personal preference. Uh, you see what Sheikh Uthameen said? He said that those scholars, Ahlul Ilm, they said because he didn't say anything, then this is something which is recommended only and not obligatory. Uh, this is what Imam Malik, he, his ruling was. That's why he considered this to be mustahab, not something obligatory. Sheikh uh, Uthameen says, Sheikh Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Ibn Taymiyyah took a middle path in this, and he basically, you know, and he, uh, he uh, you know, uh, 
He goes, if there's a real necessity for uh, that, a necessity for the people to be in front of the Imam, then the prayer itself is uh, acceptable in front of the Imam. If there is no need for that, there's no emergency, there's no necessity, then the prayer is not valid. They have invalidated the prayer. Um, and Sheikh, now Sheikh Uthameen starts explaining. He goes that, to be honest, Jum'ah is one of those necessities. You do see that, and I agree. You will see in some places an absolute madness yeah, in, 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 in Jum'ah. Like, I'm going to use Masjid Nabawi. Masjid Nabawi is obviously famous because it has that line, don't stand in front of this line. Right, you see it going right across. Don't stand in front of this line, otherwise you'll be in front of the Imam. This is complete yani, invalidation of the prayer, in my opinion, because there's absolutely no need. The masjid's completely empty behind. There's absolute donkeys, miles of space, yani, behind, 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 let alone the masjid. And people are just coming, yani, plonking themselves in front of the Imam. What kind of nonsense is that? Kick them out, prayer invalidated later, right? So that's a classic example. But Juma, different story. Absolutely rammed, can't move anywhere, whatever. But the other example that he gives, my goodness, am I giving him every thumb up that I possibly can find? Oh my God. So let me tell you, inshallah, 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 in the next one uh, to two months, we should get clarity. And Hajj, inshallah, comes back to the way that we like it, the way we want it, where it's based upon base camp. And of course, our Hajj program is all about base camp. Base camp is where we, um, the way that we structure our Hajj is that we give people eye candy and a buzz and that little maza of Medina, three, three and a half, four days. Umrah is really kind of like a holiday. We extend that there and you do things in Umrah that you can't do in Hajj. Hajj is just basically setting things right, being in the presence of the Prophet getting the mood right. Then you go to Mecca and we pay out of our nose basically to be right in front of the Haram. Why? I tell the group, listen, you wanted... Yani the luxury of tawaf, they you're right in front of the haram now, go and just do tawaf and enjoy the haram because you're not coming back again. And they're like, you know what's going on? I go, that's the deal. Knock yourselves out, take four or five days and do everything that you want because then I'm locking you up in a building down the road. So then they go, da 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 da, and then we go to base camp. Base camp in Shisha or Aziziyah, which is near Mina, take a whole building out and that's it. Close the doors, say to people, right, you're not allowed out of this building for the next four days. We are now in our retreat where we will cover absolutely everything, get the tiredness out, get sleep in, get the du'as sorted out, get all the fiqh sorted out, cover all other issues, practice this, practice that, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is base camp, right? Here's the, the beautiful irony. This is on the suburbs of Mecca, which is where normal people are living and working, right? This is why he said Masajid al-Adiyya, the normal mosques, the normal local kind of mosques. And um, uh, the reason that we are normally there is because it's close to the Mina camps and sometimes you can come back as well. And so, uh, but uh, buildings differ. Some buildings are huge and they have their own prayer halls and some don't. And in the years where we get a great deal, yani the organizers, they're able to get a great deal on a big building that has its own musalla, then we, don't, then we pray inside. We have our own imam, we have our own system, we have our own jama'ah, jama etc. It's great. But in the years that we don't, then we have to then use the local masajid. And oh my God, they are so rammed. You are praying next level madness. There are people not praying in front of the imam. They're in front of the whole masjid itself. Right? Forget about the front of the imam. Yani if this fatwa is not able to be applied, there's going to be big trouble in the days of hajj. Because 
the, the, the masses, يعني, you know, unless you go like, you know, really rich, and that's not us basically, then these people stay, they don't shift from the, in front of the haram and they remain there all the way until Hajj. Whereas the two million and two, well, the two and a half million people, they're all in that area of Azizia and Shisha and all these kind of areas. And so these local masajid, they can't handle that. They can't handle that. And so people are all over the place. And so I, I like what he says. And she goes, uh, Sheikh Uthameen says that in these kind of situations, where in the aswaq, the markets are full, the roads are full, and the normal salah, the normal fajr, the normal dhuhr. Yeah, and I remember uh, if the, my, my uh, uh, 2018 folks are online, bro, we did some absolute madness. Absolute madness where the kind of places that we were where we're staying, I mean, it's a lot of fun, but I mean, you know, without the fatwa, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's game over. And Sheikh says, This position is, you know, a balanced middle between the two about prayer being invalidated and prayer being allowed, no problem at all. No, it is a problem, but if there's a need for it, then no problem. This is a very interesting statement from Sheikh Uthameen, a quote I think that we should use, that most of the time that if a... Um, if a position is the uh, a moderate median median position between two kind of opinions, it's normally going to be the more correct opinion. It's normally going to be the more correct opinion, uh, the preponderant opinion, the more dominating opinion. So because it will take from the evidence of one side, it will take from the evidence of the other side. Um, if someone was to say in the uh, if someone was to say, hold on, um, why are we even considering this to be so important? The evidence that's being used for this issue is a is an action of the Prophet and normally an action of the Prophet does not indicate obligation. And Shaykh Uthameen says that's correct, that's true, normally that is the case. Basically, Sheikh Uthameen is saying that uh, you're right, normally we would, um, we would say that, that his action uh, uh, does not indicate obligation. However, you've got to say that when there is uh, that him putting two people back and not pushing a single person back would lend itself to the idea that it is obligatory for two people or more to stand behind the Imam just because of the way that he's differed. So takes Ibn Abbas from his left to the right and two people get pushed back, right? There's a difference between the two consequences. So an argument could be put forward. But he himself shares. But he goes, even I don't, don't feel easy with saying that. I don't. I, I, he's, he's agreeing with the the, 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 the the point. He's like, yeah, even I don't feel right to say that this indicates obligation. And that that's also makes me feel much more comfortable with the opinion of Sheikh Uthameen or Sheikh Uthameen Ibn Taymiyyah. He goes, if there's a need for it, then we'll do it. And if there isn't, then خلاص. Then the Sheikh says that uh, uh, Imam Al-Hajjawi, the Mu'allif, he says that the prayer is not valid for the one who is in front of the Imam. This is the Hanbali uh, uh, Madhab position, yani straightforward position, the Mu'atamid position. Or if he's on the left by himself, 
Wala an yasarihi faqat. Okay? So this person who is on the left of the Imam, then he is, his prayer is not valid if he is by the prayer. He is on the... Now, we'll come to explain what not prayer, not valid means in a second. But he's on the left and his prayer is not valid as long as there's nobody on the right-hand side. If there's someone on the right-hand side, then his prayer is valid. Okay? Um, okay? Sheikh asks... What about the prayer of the Imam? Is that prayer accepted or not? Because this guy, his prayer, he came in with the intention of being a follower and he's not in a congregation and he's not made the intention for praying alone and so therefore his prayer is invalid um, because he didn't make the, fulfill the condition of the congregation. He hasn't got another intention to fall back on so his prayer is neither here nor there. And Sheikh Uthameen says about the uh, uh, Imam, in Baqi al-Imam ala niyat al-Imama if the Imam continues with the intention that he is the Imam and I am remaining the Imam, then his prayer is also invalidated. Because he indicated that I am intending to lead the prayer as an Imam and he's actually by himself. So, but if he had indicated I'm praying alone as a normal person, then his prayer is uh, valid. I've got to say to you that uh, I'm not very comfortable with this opinion. I, I'm not too. Um, I'm not comfortable with this opinion, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa taala knows best. I don't want to say that a class position, but I want you to imagine the scenario of a person who is leading two girls, for example, and they're in you know behind a barrier of some sort or whatever. And my guy, you know, they go, they cough to indicate, you know, or hey, we're here if you don't mind raising your voice. Uh, we, we see nobody else there. He goes, sure, okay, no, no problem. He starts the salah, Allahu Akbar, he, you know, whatever. And then my two girls, yeah, and they get off for whatever reason. Yeah, no, whatever, right? So they, go, they get off, and, uh, and my guy doesn't know. When he finishes salah, he still is not going to know, right? Now these lot will turn around and say, well, that's, that's okay because he didn't know. Well, yeah, and he, you know, what's the difference, whether they know or not know? I don't know. Yeah. What if he... Yani, you mean he's there on the on the left, and he's like uh, uh, he's indicating him to go to the right, and he's not moving to the right. Well, obviously, that's yeah, a problem. Yeah. Um, قيل, well, let's 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 just finish this and let's see what he says. إذا قيل ما الدليل على أنها لا تسح عن يساره مع مع خلوين أو مع خلو يمينه I should say. What is the evidence that this prayer is invalidated just because he's alone on his left? We'll say that the evidence and the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam This is the hadith of Ibn Abbas that we speak about often, right? And Ibn Abbas عنهما, was sleeping at his house because obviously it's his aunt's house because he's married to his aunt. Ibn Abbas. So he woke up, saw the Prophet Sallallahu praying to Hajjud. He joined him, joined him on the left-hand side. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi took him by his head and pushed him behind himself and put him onto the right side uh, thing. This hadith, of course, is not the most authentic hadith in the world, but inshallah authentic enough. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, this um, uh, prayer, if it was valid to pray on the left-hand side, then the Prophet would not have moved him. Okay. Now again, the argument can be made. This is an action of the Prophet and not a statement. So maybe this is not the strongest evidence at all that I agree. 
I also agree this is not the strongest evidence in the world. I don't think a person's prayer is invalidated if he prays on the left-hand side, especially if he doesn't, doesn't know. But we're talking about a person who knows, talking about a person who shouldn't be there and he stands there, I, then it's a, it's a difficult situation, right? But the point is, is that if this was not a serious issue, the Prophet ﷺ would not have turned him around, not moved him to the other side. Now, what's the person going to say? But this is this nafal. They're going to say this is nafal. This happened in tahajjud. This is not yani, established sunnah or, I don't want to say that, this is not obligatory prayers. And there's a big difference. So Sheikh says, right, well, the answer is going to then, um, uh, uh, so Marina, can I ask, and everybody else can I ask, because this is the problem when you don't know what the, what's going on. Um, did Mesa comment 15 minutes ago and Marina is the first comment since then? Is that right? Just so that I'm not losing my mind, right? Because this is, the, this is what you can't uh, tell on this system, whatever, and uh, uh, whoever we need to get sorted and whoever is the one who is responsible to sort this out, thank you, uh, Rush and Jess, for that. All right, that's fine. We really need to, Mesa, put, put your voice to, uh, add with Dad's voice, all of you individually, uh, to Wasif to make sure that he gets this done, because this is crazy. So Sheikh Uthameen says, um, we can respond to this point and answer it from two angles. The issue of, but the ruling was based upon a nafal, right? First of all, an al-qa'idah, this is good, okay? That whatever is established in the nafal is established in the fard as well, unless there's an evidence to indicate it's only for the nafal, okay? وَيَدِلُّ لِهَذِي الْقَائِدَةِ تَصَرُّفُ الصَّحَابَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ حِينَ ذَكَرُوا أَنَّ النَّبِيَ صلى الله عليه وسلم كَانَ يُسَلَّى عَلَى رَاحِلَتِهِ فِي سَفَرٍ قَالُوا غَيْرَ أَنَّهُ لَا يُسَلَّى عَلَيْهِ الْمَكْتُوبَةِ right? And one of the evidences that establishes this principle, right, is the fact that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, when the when the companions were having a discussion about um, about how the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم would would pray on his uh, camel sitting. They actually then passed it up, okay? Uh, uh, they, they actually made the comment. Oh, by the way, though, he didn't used to do that for the father. I.e., what made them speak? They spoke because the asal is that, that he would have done it on the, in the fard as well. And they wanted to clarify, oh wait, by the way, he didn't do that for the fard prayer. He didn't sit on the ride yeah, and it, that's, you've got to stand properly for that. Okay? So, yeah, so this is, this is the problem. So this is exactly the issue. We've got people that are commenting and they're showing one place and not showing the else. This is what I need you guys to be very clear and accurate in how you describe this to uh, Wasif, please. Yeah? Jazakumullah khair. So, uh, and we are obviously, Munara ask, answering that question now as well. So the point is, is that the Sahaba would... Would, would, would The Sahaba understood that whatever happens in Nafal also means the same in Fard. And if it's not, then we're going to speak up and mention it. That's the point. We're going to speak up and mention it. That's the reason they had to point it out. Because the asal is that whatever is done in nafal is done in fard. And this hadith is referred to as the salah Absolutely spot on. What we learn from this hadith is that when the word salah is used and understood, it means nafil and fard, unless someone speaks up against it and clarifies. Good point. The second way of answering this question, this is the first way of answering the question. The second way of answering this question, 
أن النفل يتسامح فيه أكثر من التسامح في الفرض فإذا لم يتسامح في النفل عن يسار الإمام this is a very nice point, by the way. He goes that it's well known that the Nafil prayers are far more liberal, far more relaxed, far more uh, unrestricted kind of uh, uh, expression of the prayer than the fard. You know, like you can sit down and you can do eggs and a little bit, tiny bit of water and, you know, this kind of stuff. And so if something has not been allowed in the Nafil, the Prophet ﷺ, yani pulling... Uh, someone from the left to the right, what do you think then it, uh, its equivalent will be in a fard? You understand the point, guys? Did I, did I explain it right? Yeah? Right? If in the easygoing aspect of the prayer we're so strict, what do you think we're going to be like in the, you know, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah? So the, it's obvious that the, the obligatory prayer is going to be even more stricter, and so therefore this is an indication that it is an obligation. Um, Here's the, here's the beauty, here's the beauty. After you've heard all of that, وَأَكْثَرُ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ يَقُولُونَ بِصِحَّةِ الصَّلَاةِ عَنْ يَسَارِ الْإِمَامِ مَعَ خُلُوِّ يَمِينِهِ وَأَنَّ كَوْنَ الْمَأْمُومَ الْوَاحِدَ أَنْ يَمِينَ الْإِمَامِ إِنَّمَا هُوَ عَلَى سَبِيلِ الْأَفْضَلِيَّةِ لَا عَلَى سَبِيلِ الْوُجُوبِ وَاخْتَارُ هَذَا الْقَوْلِ شَيْخُنَا عَبْدُ الرَّحْمَانِ بِنْ سَعَدِي uh, because Sheikh Uthameen says that despite all of what we just discussed, the vast majority of the scholars do consider the prayer of the guy on the left-hand side to be valid, and that is, yani, I'm happy, actually, a lot more happy to say that's a class position. I've always been upon this opinion. I've always found it a difficult yani, scenario to accept. However, we should t- treat it seriously. So even though Sheikh Uthameen does consider it to be yani, something like an obligation of, of sorts, right? However, the majority of scholars yani, consider it to be better to stand on the right or behind. And if you sit, stand on the left, then it's not good. It's like it's a disliked action. It's against the sunnah, but it's not haram. The prayer itself is valid. And also, Sheikh Uthameen says that this was also the opinion of my own teacher, Sheikh Abdurrahman ibn Sa'adi. Uh, with that, inshallah, we will resume uh, Sa'adi's book, Nur uh, al-Basair, inshallah, Tuesday, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala, bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. Maiza asked, if someone is praying sunnah, and again, yeah, this did not come up on my computer, just so that everybody knows. If someone is praying sunnah, and another person comes in and pats them on the shoulder, can he, uh, 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 can he lead the prayer for the uh, other? If someone is praying the, the sunnah, and yes, they can, and we've spoken about that, and we will, inshallah. Um, would we speak about that in LP? I think so. I think so. Oh, I'm sure that we've, we've spoken about it before as well. Zara, yeah, please tell her to come over here or just copy-paste copy, her comments, please. Uh, Zara's. Thana uh, wa alaikum salam, how are you doing? For, we, for women leading jama'ah, do the sisters that follow stand on the left? No, they stand on the left and right. Thana, she stands in the middle of the first line. There's no standing in front. So she's literally the, the middle person. And they're all in one single straight line, okay? One single straight line, and she just prays right in the middle. All right? All right. How, right, so it's also interesting for us to understand where the majority of the scholars find uh, the, Oh, if there's one sister, yeah, to the right No, no, on the, not on the left the, 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 If the woman is by her uh, thingy um, If there's a woman, just a single one Then she stands on the right Just like yani, uh, the, 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 the sunnah indicates So if there's one follower, she stands on the right If there's two then on the left, they don't go back. They just keep building, keep building, keep building. 
We'll speak about that in a minute as well. What do I, let me actually, in case we don't speak about it, let me explain what building means. So, if this is the Imam, then the one that comes, then stands on the right, and then the one comes stands on the left, and then you stand on the right, then you stand on the left. You don't just keep going, you know, if this is the Imam, you don't just keep doing this, like this, like this. You just don't keep going to the right, 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 right. What you do is that you build. So you equalize the next one, and then you equalize the next side, and you equalize the sides. And that's what you should do. You should always build, 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 so that the prayer line is, is getting bigger. So every time that you come to the masjid and you look man or woman, you look at the prayer line and you work out where am I going to go, left or right, you go to the side that's got less people. All right? So you make the line as equal as possible with the intention of always keeping the imam in the middle. Sometimes people mess it up. And the, the imam started off in the middle of a couple of people. So the imam is there and there's a couple of people that are standing like this. And by the time that you've come right from the end of the masjid, you're finding that the imam has basically ended up on the left-hand side and everyone's like this. So you will turn around, grab a few people and you know that are with you and you will say, listen, all of us come to the left-hand side. Just balance out this line and get the imam back into the middle of this line again. Um, uh, so uh, uh, what, how, how did the majority of scholars respond to the hadith of Ibn Abbas where the Prophet ﷺ pulled Ibn Abbas to the right-hand side? They said that this is only his, uh, just an individual action uh, by him. This is a very important point. We covered this before many years ago. And you know why I remember this? Because I remember the place that we covered it, it was in Montreal. I, I taught this class in Montreal, one of the seminal classes actually in, in LP, because that was the class in which we discussed the statement of the Prophet ﷺ versus the fi'l of the Prophet ﷺ. And uh, I can't remember these kind of things ever, but that one, there's some kind of anchor. I remember even who was there as well. It's amazing how memories work like that. Um, uh, the majority of scholars are of this position that it's not obligatory because they're using a maxim in usul. And this maxim is what? The maxim is that a person, Sorry, that when the Prophet ﷺ does an action alone, nothing more than an action, it cannot indicate obligation because it could just be for him. It could be just, yani, if he wants to make it obligatory, then he will say something as well. And if he wanted to make this obligatory, upon Ibn Abbas, he would say to him, don't do that again. He didn't say, don't do that again. He did not narrate to us that he said to me, don't do it again. Whereas in the hadith of Abu Bakr, he said exactly that. He Yani, uh, what did Abu, ba Abu, Bak Abu Bakr do? He, led, he stood behind the uh, line by himself, right? He stood behind the line by himself. This is the Sahaba who, by the way, walked in to the masjid in Ruku'ah. So he made Ruku'ah, he didn't want to lose the Jama'ah, so he makes Ruku'ah and he walks in Ruku'ah and then he stands behind the rest of the uh, thing. And we'll come to this hadith soon. And in this hadith, the difference is the Prophet ﷺ said, don't do that again. And the big discussion amongst fuqaha was, did he say that meaning don't walk in ruku' or did he mean don't stand alone in the prayer line and we'll come to that. So that's the, um, that's their thinking, yeah. He stood alone in the prayer line because the rules complete. Well, that's the assumption, that's the assumption, okay. وَهَذَا الْقَوْلِ قَوْلِ جَيِّدٌ جِدَّا وَهُوَ أَرْجَحُ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ بِبُطْلَانِ صَلَاتِهِ عَنْ يَسَارِهِ مَا أَخْلُوِ يَمِينِهِ this statement of the scholars that this is not obligatory, that this is that the prayer is not invalidated, this is an excellent statement. It's an excellent position, I should say. 
and it is based upon the it is stronger than the position of he's supporting his statement of his teacher basically it's stronger than the ones the ones that said that uh, uh, the prayer is invalidated uh, uh, Sheikh says that you can feel more relaxed with this opinion because to invalidate an action, to invalidate an act of ibadah without a definitive text is as difficult as validating an act of ibadah without a text. It's a great statement, all right? Now, you, like you think about it, you'd never think that, you know, that unless there is a text telling you to do an act, you'd never consider an act a valid act of worship. You wouldn't. Why would you? If someone and picked up a bowl of, of, of Cocoa Pops, you wouldn't say, this is a valid act of ibadah, unless there was a text that said picking up a bowl of Cocoa Pops is an act of ibadah. Right? You'd never ever dream of thinking it's an act of ibadah. So he goes, yeah, and it's likewise, if an act of ibadah is, is ongoing and, go, and you know, in action, you cannot say it's not an act of worship in the absence of said text. I think it's a very nice statement. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. Um, and yeah, I think I'm going to stop there actually. I'm going to stop there because not only video is gone, don't say that. It hasn't gone because it's still here. But I do want to stop there because um, I want to, when I'm traveling, definitely uh, focus on the hour kind of a thing. Um, and it is late here as well. And I have a, yep, Zakmullah Salma. And I have a big, uh, big day tomorrow and a big day on Sunday as well. Well, it's nothing any, uh, uh, <coughs> it's nothing, uh, you know, so important, but just us the dosing around in the book fair. But it has an early start, so yeah. Okay, guys, I don't know, maybe that's also uh, an indication that the internet is struggling. But if there's any questions now, guys, then let's, uh, let's have them. If there's any questions, this next part is a big discussion. That's also why I don't want to start. Add to that that I also have stuff still to do tonight. I might revive Instagram because that's the only thing that allows me to post videos. Facebook, yeah, I scum, restricted all of that. No, no, no time to make vlogs. You know, subhanAllah, that's one thing that I've, like, you know, I've gone off using the phone to record. I used to do that so much, but I just can't do it anymore. Do we have any questions, guys? Fadi, everyone, yani, done? Khalas? All right. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullah khair. Insha'Allah. No, no, here we go. Mustafa has a question. When there is one follower, do they stand directly to the right or a little behind? We're going to cover that, insha'Allah. We're going to cover the issue of the saf. Uh, is coming up and there's a difference of opinion on that and in my opinion uh, that, that will be the class position is that there is no uh, thingy there is no uh, uh, difference but the, the four imams consider it to be yeah, a small difference but the line should be straight the line should be straight barakallahu wa iyaakum wa jazakumullah khair alright subhanakallahum wa bihamdika shahadu wa la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfirukallahum wa atubu ilayk wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh thank you guys for attending this Friday